Kozienice is a small village in eastern Poland. Here, on May Day, 1921, my mother went to the riverbank with her friends. It was dusk, and the breeze carried the scent of lilacs. The call of a cuckoo from the forest made the village girls laugh as they picked their way among the reeds and forget-me-nots at the water's edge, and the grasses brushed their ankles with dew as they passed. My mother carried a block of wood with her name written on it, Maria Rebisch. Also on the block of wood were a stub of candle and a small wreath of flowers. Each of the laughing girls carried a block. Again, the cuckoo called from the birch trees while Maria and her friends lit their candles. The smell of the matches and burning wax mingled with the scent of lilac. Clutching their skirts up around their knees, the girls waded into the chilly water to launch their boats. The fleet of candles drifted out into the current, turned and bobbed as though bowing farewell, and floated away. Downriver were the young men, and among them was Wadishwagut, a young architect and chemist who was overseeing the construction of a nearby ceramics factory. He stood apart from the other young men on the riverbank, smoking a cigarette and watching as they joked and wrestled in the shallows. Goot did not think, at first, that he would join the village men in their holiday game. The ancient folk customs of this rural countryside, near the Ukrainian area of Poland, seemed like relics of a long-ago century. But the twilight was deepening, and the laughter rose in excitement as the flock of candles came into view, floating beneath the slender green fingers of a willow. The lights were bewitching, Goot tossed his cigarette into the damp grass and walked nearer to the water to watch the mayboats drift toward him. Swallows dipped and skimmed over the water and arced away. The men were wading out now, teasing one another over their sweethearts, each one hoping to get the boat with her name on it. Goot bent quickly to unlace his boots and peel off his socks, and then waded into the water with the others, the hems of his city trousers clinging to his legs. How will you know which is Janka's boat, Tadek? one man called. She promised to put only bluebells on it, came a reply over the dark water. Did you hear that, Marek? Janka's boat has bluebells. If you want her, that's the boat to catch. Goot stood with the stream coursing past his legs. In the darkness of the woods behind him, an owl hooted. The hairs on his arms rose at the cold and at the eeriness of the fairy lights that moved silently toward him. One boat floated apart from the others, farther out in the current. He felt carefully with his bare feet over the stones on the streambed and stepped out deep. Maria Rebisch's candle sailed straight into his outstretched hands, like a bird settling onto its nest. I like to think of my parents meeting this way, to think of the sweet and happy years of Poland's independence between the wars. I like to think of the scent of lilacs luring my father into the water in his city clothes and my mother in her white dress, sitting on the bank upstream with her knees tucked up under her chin, dreaming of the man who would catch her boat. They were married soon after, and I was born on May 5th in 1922, when the lilacs were blooming again. We lived for my first year in Kozienica. Our house sat just above the river, and in the spring of my first year, the sound of the rushing water spoke to me through the open windows. While my mother was busy one morning, I made my baby way out of the house, 
toddling across the new grass to the water. Our dog, Mishka, followed. I tottered at the brink, watching the flashing water as it streamed past. Then Mishka sank her teeth into my diaper and began tugging backward. Stubbornly, I tried to crawl forward to stare again into the water, but the dog would not let go. She also could not bark. So this tug-of-war went on for several minutes as I inched my way closer and closer to the edge. Then, the silent voice that speaks in mother's ears whispered to my mamusha. She looked out the window, and with a shriek she sped outside. Irena! Gasping, she snatched me from the water's edge. Mishka collapsed on the ground, wagging her tail, as mamusha praised and thanked her.